Dustin Five Star here, letting you know that Memphis Wrestling is back in its old time slot every Saturday at 11 a.m. Instead of turning on your TV, tune in your radio to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. It's the only radio show in Memphis that brings you wrestling talk every single week. Listen to me and my tag team partner, Kay Cerrito, talk pro wrestling on the radio with some of the biggest names in the industry during the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. Guarantee you never miss a show by listening on demand at CerritoLive.com or find us wherever you get your podcasts and take that subscribe button to Slap City. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-ops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Friday night at the Memphis Made Tap Room and every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. Making their way to the radio from Memphis, Tennessee, the home of rhythm and bruise. Please welcome Kevin Cerrito and his tag team partner, Dustin Five Star. It's time to talk wrestling on the radio. Welcome to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. I am your host, Kevin Cerrito, your hero. About to be joined by Dustin Five Star, but in studio right now, we got Quentin Bailey. What up? What's up, brother? How you doing, man? From uh, Memphis Comedy Fest is coming up. I know, and you want to tell people about that. Uh, Memphis Comedy Festival, the funniest weekend in Memphis. You can go to memphiscomedyfestival.com, but tell folks who've never been to Memphis Comedy Festival what it's all about. Well, you know, it's the best, uh, pretty much the best comedians around the territory coming together for the biggest show uh, in the area. So it's once a year. So it's uh, sponsored by Jack Pirtles, Wiseacre Brewery, and Rendezvous Restaurant. So it's uh, the funniest people that you'll see in the independent level, and they'll all be here. I, I love how you said around the territory. This is, of course, the uh, wrestling <laughs> hour. Um, so Memphis Comedy Festival, you're involved with this every year or what? Uh, no. I'm I'm not really involved at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, the mother of my child is Katrina Coleman, and she runs this. And she puts in a lot of effort, a lot of uh, work to put it to where it is today from where day one to where it is right now. There's uh, leaps and bounds from where it is, but she's put in a lot of work. And um, and all the people that are coming in are, like I said, they're top-notch, man. I've seen them, you know, most of the headliners perform myself. So I would vouch for them, and I'm not – I wouldn't say that just because I'm on the air, you know. Right, and so, you, so you've so you been out to, to the festival – and uh, like, how do if somebody's never been? What do you what do you recommend? They need to go look up, uh, go to the website, I guess, MemphisComedyFestival dot com. I I go every year. I always go to the stand up showcases. I enjoy yeah. those. I like the improv myself. So, the improv, yeah, that's the type of comedy that I like to follow pretty much. So there are improv shows uh, on on the schedule. Absolutely, um, uh, improv Friday night around eight o'clock. So, but also uh, don't be afraid of the dark Sunday night, and then Saturday, like I said, it's loaded. Uh, the Black Comedy Hour, uh, 
they'll they'll be there performing as well. Uh, Richard Douglas, uh, that dude's funny. So, uh, like I said, man, there's a lot of big names. If you're into the comedy scene, then you'll recognize them. If not, then you'll come to recognize them after the Comedy Fest. Uh, Memphis Comedy Festival, it happens every spring. It is March 8th through the 11th, so that is next weekend. Go to memphiscomedyfestival.com. Uh, you can buy your tickets, uh, you buy your passes. We're giving away passes at Cerrito Bingo uh, this Tuesday night at Elbow. If you want to win some passes, come on out um, to Elbow on Tuesday night. The mother of your daughter will be there, Katrina Coleman, hosting Bingo on Tuesday night, the founder of the Memphis Comedy Festival. Um, we've been partners with the event since uh, almost since it started, and I uh, can't wait every year when it comes around. It's so much fun to go to, whether you're just going to one show or multiple shows. So, uh Thanks for coming in studio, Quentin. Um, so wait, so she so she sent her. So she, she's at y'all. I know she's married. I went to her wedding. Yeah, I was Katrina's. There. Yeah, you were there too. I was. So y'all are y'all are real good friends. We are very good friends. What's the secret to uh, what's the secret to uh, being friends after divorce? Well, we weren't or married. Divorce, or having a kid together and being friends. Patience. Like it's like Ross and Rachel. It is a lot like Ross and Rachel, man. But uh, you know, the only reason we broke up was like this. See, I, I wrestle on the independent level. She's a comedian. So the thing that uh, messed us up was I was funnier than her. So, you know, if she could out-wrestle me, I would have dumped her. So that's how that, <laughs> that's how that went down. Okay. All right. So Quentin Bailey's uh, joining us here in studio. So you do you you do wrestle? Yeah. Judas the Beast. Wait, that's your wrestler name? Yep. What is it again? Judas the Beast. Okay. And when was your last match? Uh, a couple weeks ago, Dyersburg. Tonight I'll be in Independence, Mississippi. So... Okay, and you also have a podcast? I do Sports Queued Up on, on the OEM Network, uh, award-winning podcast. So You won an award. I did, for the Memphis Flyer. So. Oh, when they used to have Best Podcast. Award. Yeah, they did, and I dominated so much, they shut that down. <laughs> all right. Taking care of business. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, all right, well, thanks for – hey, I know you're a big wrestling fan because you're obviously you're, you're, you're a wrestler yourself, mm-hmm. so uh, that's why we got you on here during the wrestling hour today. Now, uh, my tag team partner, Dustin Starr, is um he's got the flu, he's got type B flu. Uh, he is now uh, so he's not in studio because uh, you know, he's being quarantined at his house. We're not going to have him here, but he is joining us now uh, live via satellite. Dustin Five Star joins us now. What's up, Five Star? Man, that type B flu is incredible, man. It put me out of the uh, Grizzlies game last night, and one thing that I've always like prided myself on is not missing any bookings and. It looks like tonight I might miss my first wrestling event in 20 years because of the flu, Kevin. So you're lucky I'm not in there because I would wipe out the entire studio, brother. <laughs> the um, <laughs> So it is the flu. It's not uh, meningitis no, or the mumps. Is Kurt Angle taking your place tonight on your card? <laughs> I'm just, rep- you know, I'm referencing the when everybody got sick, remember? Yeah, yeah. No, actually, last night, uh, Brady and myself, we were on the Campbell Clinic injury report. Uh, Pete and Brevin gave us a shout out. The Grizzlies were tweeting us. You know, we hated to miss to miss that game and then uh, going to miss the wrestling date tonight. But uh, I'm almost over it. But, man, this thing has put me down since last Sunday. You and I ate brunch together last Sunday. And, uh, man, you thought I was just selling? Ooh, your boy's been down all week, man. It's been rough. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I I was worried for a second when I found out that you had the flu because I've been sick this week too. I was like, oh no, but I I seem to be uh, getting a little bit better. So Quentin Bailey's uh, in studio with us. Y'all have never wrestled each other yet. 
No. We haven't. No, no, we haven't. Your time's coming, though, Five Star. Well, I was thinking the same thing there, Judas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, Dustin's here for a minute. I know that you're, I guess you're on some medication this morning. Uh, and can hang around for a couple minutes. Coming up at 1130, we are going to be joined by Andrew Goldstein, who joins us to preview every WWE pay-per-view. He, he of course, is a former WWE creative team member. Uh, he will join us to preview Fastlane, but also recap Elimination Chamber since uh, he missed out on previewing that, the Elimination Chamber uh, occurring last Sunday. Some interesting stuff went down there, something that was actually a pretty big story, which you might say was the biggest story in the history of, of our sport, perhaps. Um, maybe it's the biggest story in the history of our sport. In the history of our sport, the biggest match in pro wrestling history. The two biggest superstars in our sport in the biggest event the sport has ever seen. The biggest match in the history of our sport. All right, the biggest, uh, okay, the biggest moment in the history of our sport. What was the biggest uh, moment this week? Dustin, what do you think was the biggest uh, wrestling story this week? Man, there's a couple that we can throw in here, but I think the one that I'm going to go with is Brock Lesnar, the WWE Universal Champion, headed back to the UFC. So apparently there was a picture that surfaced last, I believe it was Saturday night, Brock Lesnar wearing a UFC t-shirt in a picture with UFC President Dana White. And then to further that story, just a couple of days later, Brock Lesnar no-shows Monday Night Raw, which had them apparently rewrite some of Roman Reigns. He went out and he actually shot on Brock Lesnar. And by the way, everybody that says that Brock, uh, that Roman Reigns cannot cut a good promo, man, he cut a good promo on Brock Lesnar last week. So what's going to go on, man? Is Brock leaving WWE? Are we going to go through this whole thing again right here before WrestleMania? Well, I think we saw this, right? Um his suspension for the UFC is up in, what, July, right, for the two-year suspension. And his contract is up through SummerSlam. So I think that time uh, lasted together. I, th- I don't think that's a coincidence. Right. Yeah, we've got so uh, – but I don't – Brock didn't really no-show, right? Like, he didn't just no-show. Well, no. I mean, come on. But, but that's, they, um, Yeah, it's just – it's not a good look when you don't have your universal champion on TV every single week. Oh, and then the week that he – Come on, Dustin. Well, hold on, hold on. And then you have him booked to go face to face with the guy that's going to headline WrestleMania against him, and then he's not there. So I mean, they do have something really good to talk about. I thought it really fired up Roman Reigns in that promo, but it's it's definitely not a good look to be teasing. Um, why can't Brock Lesnar just wait until after WrestleMania so he could do the favor for Roman Reigns, just like he was supposed to do a couple of years ago? No, oh, you're right. But there's always some sort of controversy and i don't know why brock keeps teasing going back to ufc it is it's kind of like we are on the road to wrestlemania 20 all over again here uh there's a chance that this could be uh and both of us will of course be in new orleans at the uh, silver dome uh for this event uh at wrestlemania and the crowd reaction is going to be very fascinating uh the crowd yeah. reaction to brock lesnar of course the crowd always reacting to roman reigns and i will give roman reigns his credit uh, his promo this week was awesome. Say that, that again, Kevin. Roman Say Reigns had an awesome promo. I don't know if I've, if okay. I've ever said that. <laughs> his no, best, that's why I wanted to hear it twice. His best promo <laughs> ever was was last year after WrestleMania when he didn't say anything. The palm out of his hand. You know, the yeah. palm of his hand. Absolutely. You know, and I watched that match. It was WrestleMania 21. I watched it again last night, and it was a totally different Roman Reigns. 
totally different Roman Reigns than what I remember seeing today. So I'm actually looking forward to that match. I just hope that it doesn't get all bogged down with this UFC Brock Lesnar garbage. I mean, uh, I don't want to see any of that stuff mess up the build to a match that I actually want to see at WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. I want to see it too. I don't. <laughs> I do. Too, oh, too oh, bad, Kevin. Everybody talks about Roman Reigns like they do. All his matches are good. Yes. All his matches are good. And everybody says whatever they want to. And the reason his promo was so good on Monday is because they're not holding him back. Like, if you saw his Ring of Honor work, right, you see his work before he got to WWE, you could tell he's being, you know, uh, produced, being guided more so than being more genuine, which is, you know, gets people over more so than anything else. Because you could tell when someone's kind of gritting their teeth while they talk, you know. And yeah, this one seemed a little more real. Like yeah. He, he felt this one. And um, and it, it might have been that it was a last-minute rewrite. Who knows? I mean, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes there. But, and he uh, was pissed off. You know, that was, yeah. that was for shoot, man. You know, he was pissed yeah. off. Because like you said earlier, look, I don't have as much problem with Brock Lesnar not being there every week because he kind of loses his appeals to special attraction. But right. when you're booked and you're billed to be there, and especially where we are now from WrestleMania, at this point, then it's frustrating when he's not there. Now he yeah. has to be here, you know. I look. I don't. The reason I don't want to see this match has nothing to do with Roman Reigns. It has to do, which is surprising to you, I'm sure, Dustin. Right? It has to do with Brock Lesnar. I'm just tired of Brock Lesnar, especially if he's leaving. You know, I was the biggest. I picked when we did the brand split draft on this show. I picked him number one. But yeah. ever since he's had this title, and he, I, in, me, in my opinion, he's been holding everybody back on, on WWE TV, where they could have been fighting for this universal title all the past year. But instead, Brock Lesnar shows up occasionally and beats the best of the best, whether it's Samoa Joe but, or the, the, the white hot. He was white hot Braun Strowman, and, and then he just disappears. Is. But Braun Strowman still, still, I'm sorry, Dustin. Braun Strowman still comes out looking very strong. Even after the chamber, yeah. he looked like the strongest, strongest as, as you could be without going over. You know what I mean? Like he's still, he's the one that walked away. He took 20 finishers. So he still looks strong. And, and, and what the one thing Lesnar's done over the past year since the Goldberg, since started uh, his work with Goldberg, right? Was every, uh, he doesn't look indestructible. Like Joe had him on the ropes, right? And then you had the four way and then you had the three way and then you had all these, uh, situations where everyone's still looking strong and he's not looking unbeatable. The match he had with AJ Styles was, and I hate to use this pun, but was phenomenal. And yes. I, I know, oh, I know AJ could work with anyone, but uh, what that did was open the doors for a guy like Finn Balor to work Brock Lesnar. And I, you know, that, that's who I was kind of rooting for out of the Elimination Chamber because that's kind of what I wanted to see. But it opens the doors because because Brock doesn't look so un, unbeatable and inhuman, you know. And, and I think. Kevin- that, Go ahead. I'm sorry. This, sorry. This 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 UFC story, man. It just still shows you that Brock Lesnar is a major star, whether you want to see him, Kevin, or not. He is still a big, huge star in the sports world. I want. And that's see- why. That's why this is the biggest story in the history. He's of the biggest sport. draw in all sports. If you said he's going to be at the front row of a basketball game, they're going to tune in to watch him sit at a basketball game. He's the biggest draw in all sports. I I I want to watch him wrestle. The problem is he's never there. And when he shows up, usually he just stands there and he jumps while Paul Heyman talks and he wrestles four or five times a year. So I want to watch him wrestle. But if this is going to be his last match, he's leaving at WrestleMania. I'm just not interested. We kind of know what's going to happen. We know Roman's going to win. I don't want I don't not a big fan of wrestling matches where I I know the finish and it doesn't seem. But I don't think Roman's going over. Because he definitely is. I don't think he's going over. That's what everyone thinks is going to happen. 
Well, it's for sure. It's I. <laughs> I mean, Brock Lesnar shocked us in New Orleans before, so it could happen again. Uh, he beat the Undertaker in the Silver Dome, but there's no. All right, Dustin, that's great. The Brock Lesnar news is great. I don't think that's the biggest story though. Really? Because as big as as big a star as Brock Lesnar is, Ronda Rousey's also a huge star, and she's still uh, most recently relevant in 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 MMA than than uh, Brock Lesnar is, and she made her WWE. Uh, she made her first physical contact in WWE on Sunday, right? At her right. contract signing, which, uh, shockingly, that contract signing, were you stunned, Dustin, that this contract signing, like, I just thought they were going to go out, sign the contract, and and, and applaud and, and walk out. I was surprised that there was actual physical contact at, a, at this contract signing. And, but, actually, I wasn't. I was shocked on who actually, <laughs> I, uh, who actually made physical contact with who. She got Triple H and threw Triple H through a table. I was like, What? Yeah, now if you remember a couple of years ago at WrestleMania when she appeared in the ring with The Rock, she slammed Triple H at that point too. So this is two bumps that that she's given on Triple H. And just from seeing what happened at Elimination Chamber, it looks like they're going to go with Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon at WrestleMania, which I think is going to be pretty cool. I, I just don't really like that like why did Kurt Angle come out and say that in front of everybody and bury himself in front of management it just doesn't seem like very character like for Kurt Angle to do that but however they have to get to that story it looks like that's the tag match that we'll probably be getting and I, I'm, I'm fine with that I think Kurt Angle's a good replacement for uh the rock I mean it's, you can't find a replacement for the rock but no yeah but uh so yeah looking like it's looking like Triple H with Stephanie McMahon, which is a match we all were kind of seeing uh, before us, a potential uh, Triple H and, and uh, Stephanie versus Ronda Rousey and now Kurt Angle as her tag team partner, looking like we're heading that direction uh, on the road to WrestleMania. But without a doubt, the biggest story is Ronda Rousey getting involved uh, in, in and then also making her Monday Night Raw uh, debut on Monday night. Um, too bad John Cena couldn't. Why didn't they? Would you have maybe John Cena and Ronda Rousey would have been a good direction to go? You know, I'm glad that you brought that name up because one of the stories that I thought you might say is the biggest story in the history of our sport this week was did you see John Cena pin WWE champion AJ Styles, one of your favorites, clean in the middle of the ring on SmackDown? Really, for no reason, just to put him in a six-pack challenge, just to get to Fastlane, when in all reality, I don't think WWE would even mention on television The Undertaker versus John Cena unless it was going to happen. So I think that that match, Taker versus Cena, is still going to happen at Mania. Mm -hmm. But Kevin, why in the world would you pin AJ Styles clean in the middle of the ring for no reason on SmackDown? I I don't know. I, I Right when I think I like... Uh, starting to like John Cena, then he does. Then something like this happens. You know, I have I, to res- I have I have respect for him. Uh, I understand why John Cena is getting put into this match. They need the star power, I guess. They think yeah. at the Fast Lane pay per view uh, gives it's John Cena is wrestling in in back to back matches. I guess there were seven people in the chamber this year, but this one's mm-hmm. a six person match, and John Cena gets to be in both of them. Um, with with championship opportunities involved, which is absurd, uh, and you can see why people hate John Cena uh, when he does get inserted for no reason. He gets to be in both of them. Come on, now he can be in one. If there's a brand split, he should be able to be in one of them. He's got to be inserted in both of of the the main events and the two pre mania pay per views. 
it's just a little, I mean, I like watching Cena's promos and when he's down on his luck, I love seeing those promos because John is so good at anything that he does. But I don't know why you have to beat AJ Styles in order yeah. to get him on that road right. to WrestleMania. And everybody's at WrestleMania. You telling me that John Cena does not have a place well, at WrestleMania? WrestleMania is where everybody's on the show. They like just find a reason. That's this, why the Andre the Giant Memorial right. Battle Royal was even created to get everybody on the show. But now Cena's acting like, I don't really have a path to WrestleMania. So the, the John Cena, I don't have a path to WrestleMania storyline. I I think is the worst storyline they've done since May Young gave birth her hand. It's not, <laughs> it's, it's not the worst. It's just the most unbelievable. I would believe May Young giving birth to a hand more so than John Cena does not have a path oh, to Lord. WrestleMania. That's more believable than me. Of course, John Cena's oh got God. a path to WrestleMania. He'll wrestle. He'll wrestle anyone. Like that's like The Rock coming out saying, "I want to go to WrestleMania, but I just don't have a path to WrestleMania." Right. And be like, "Oh no, The Rock doesn't have a path. They're not going to find The Rock something to do at WrestleMania." Hell, if The Rock wants to be a Mania or John Cena wants to be at WrestleMania, they're going to give you a spot at WrestleMania. That's a stupid storyline. But you brought up a good point, Quentin. I'll ask you this: yeah. obviously, because Dustin believes that the Taker match is going to happen. Do you think it's going to happen? I, I said the same thing. You don't bring it up unless. And you get the reaction that you got, and you have nothing else for Undertaker, right? You're you're going to do this match. Uh, it's too much. But money Taker's to retired, made. right? He well, retired. Hey, last this is wrestling. Of, you don't retire, brother. Shawn Michaels yeah, does. Yeah. Well, but, and one of the things that they say is that this match will happen. Taker versus Cena will happen. Meltzer's reporting it. Um, unless the only way it doesn't happen is if Undertaker gets injured training for this match, which and is that could possible. Totally happen. Yeah. yeah, totally could happen, but. I don't think that Cena brings that up on Monday Night Raw. They also mentioned it again on SmackDown Live. They would not mention that unless they had it planned. So I would say that uh, I thought that we would hear the Undertaker's music play to cost Cena the match against AJ. I still think at Fastlane that we have some sort of Undertaker music or appearance or something that's going to finally make that impossible match possible but so. it's it's 2018 now a lot of the booking a lot of the, the scripting of of professional wrestling especially in wwe is all is it's troll booking so they know uh, they know that. they know people are talking about taker versus cena cena brings it up and i that also was a fun promo uh to watch on monday just for that part because he sucked us in right and you're like oh it's gonna happen and then he's like oh it's not gonna happen so then you're like well is it gonna happen and like your mind's a little like i and we're we're talking about it today, right? And we don't know if it's going to happen. But is who it going to Kevin? Do you care? What in that match? Cena yeah, versus who wins? Because Taker has lost twice now at WrestleMania. I think that nostalgia is is not all the way gone. But I wouldn't. And then Cena loses a lot too. So I could totally see either way. Cena loses a lot. You know? What? Cena does lose a lot more than you would ever. Not see at WrestleMania. Look at his WrestleMania record. Pretty, so he beats Undertaker at WrestleMania? So that would be three losses for The Undertaker? Maybe. I don't think The Undertaker should should come back. I think he just kills what Roman either. Reigns did last year. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of squashes that a little bit. Here's the thing. When you saw The Undertaker, he came out on uh, one of the specials in January for Monday Night Raw. When The Undertaker came out, he did not look too good to me. No. So I think... I think we this match is supposed to happen, but I think, like you said, Dustin, maybe not just injury. If Undertaker's ready, like his his call day may be in two weeks. Okay, I'll be able to go, and then you push that direction. Uh, I think Undertaker hadn't decided yet, so I think you kind of leave that card out there. He did not look good on Monday Night Raw, and I know I know how old he is or whatever, 
And I don't know if y'all remember this, but like uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage was in TNA, and he was set to be world champion. And he won the world title in TNA, right, when Jeff Jarrett was running it. And then he came to Jeff Jarrett and said, I don't want to go on TV and defend this title because I can't be myself. Like, he couldn't jump off the top rope. He, he was a shadow of himself. And I could see The Undertaker being the same way to where if I can't even go, of course he can't do what he used to do back in 99, but if he can't even be a resemblance of what he was, I don't think he'll just will himself out there. I, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting, interesting point. Um, I don't know, Dustin, because I really don't care who wins. I want to see that match. I've wanted to see Cena versus yeah. Undertaker. But because Undertaker lost, if this match was last year, I think it would have been more interesting, right? You have right. Undertaker beat Cena last year, and then maybe Undertaker loses to Roman this year, and you flip it around a little bit, and the matches mean a little bit yeah. more because then the Undertaker still only has that one loss, and he comes back to New Orleans this year and loses again in New Orleans or something like that. But uh, the, John the C- thing that The thing to me, sorry, to, that makes this special, though, is it's almost like we've been hearing about it for years. It reminds me of the time that we always heard for years that Sting versus The Undertaker. We've also heard Cena versus The Undertaker. So to me, it sounds like the people really want to see it because it keeps being brought up, not by WWE. This is before that happened. For the last how many years have we heard that it could be Cena versus Taker at WrestleMania, and we haven't gotten it yet? So, I mean, if they don't get it this year, they're probably not going to get it at all. And it seems like, based off of like what Quentin said, the people responded when Cena mentioned the Undertaker match. This is the time to do it if you're going to do it. Yeah. So, and well, the people still want it. So let's see it. I would love to see it live. Well, I mean, yeah. It's, I guess if you're if Undertaker's only going to wrestle WrestleMania if he's ever wrestling again, and you're running out, you got it. Whether it makes sense or not. So, for the record, I can note this, Dustin, that you were predicting Undertaker versus Sting at next year's WrestleMania. Was that what you were saying? No, no that's not what I was saying. <laughs> WrestleMania 35. They right. missed the boat on that one. <laughs> we, we, may not, we may not know. what John, John Cena may not have a road to WrestleMania, but uh, there is a road to Trivia Mania for everybody, including you, yeah. Dustin. We've got Wrestling Trivia Mania this year. It's so big, it's happening in two different cities on two different nights. Our next Wrestling Trivia event, Wrestling Trivia Mania, is in Memphis on March 21st at Laughlin Yard, a 7 p.m. bell time right here. So if you're in the Memphis area, March 21st, come out and play uh, some free wrestling trivia March 21st, Laughlin Yard at 7 o'clock. We're also doing Wrestling Trivia Mania in New Orleans. WrestleMania weekend. WrestleMania weekend in New Orleans, Saturday, April 7th at 2 p.m. That's a special 2 p.m. bell time for the Wrestling Trivia Mania in New Orleans. It's at Cooter Browns in New Orleans. We're inviting all Memphians who are going to be down there uh, to come out, but also any and everyone from all around uh, the globe to come compete uh, here uh, for some wrestling trivia during WrestleMania weekend. So it's also free. How many free events are there during WrestleMania weekend, Dustin? Not many. It's a big money grab, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I think. The- and I've actually gotten some tweets and some messages from folks that uh, were waiting for this and have already registered. So I feel like that there's going to be a lot of Mentians that are there. And then also just people that have listened to us, whether it's on the podcast or what have you, uh, a lot of people are going to show up there to do that that wrestling trivia in New Orleans. I can't wait because the five-star squad, we're going to win not only one Trivia Mania, but we're going to win two this year. We're, we're going to have both events. We'll have wrestling-themed prizes. We'll also have best ring attire, best sign, best name, maybe best entrance. You never know when we come up with it. We had best entrance prize uh, for the, at the last uh, wrestling trivia. But uh, So you do not want to miss it. Go to CerritoTrivia.com or Facebook.com uh, slash Cerrito Trivia. You can also find it on the Cerrito Live pages. If you go to uh, CerritoTrivia.com, 
You can't miss the logo for Wrestling Trivia Mania and click on that and go ahead and register. It's free to register. It's free to play. If you Even if you don't think you're going to win, you should just come out and hang out with us uh, at Laughlin Yard on March 21st. Uh, or in New Orleans, if you're there on on April 7th. Even if you don't think you can win, but it's just so much fun to hang out with other wrestling fans and, and be a part of the show because wrestling trivia is unlike anything else. And this, of course, is the uh, the showcase of the Trivia Immortals, wrestling yeah. trivia mania, two different cities, uh, two wait. different days, CerritoTrivia.com. Dustin, I hope you get better. I am. I am getting better by the second. So you can be back in studio with us next week. Um, as we are on the road to WrestleMania and Trivia Mania. But uh, get, get well soon, and we, we will talk to you uh, next week. All right, tell Andrew I said hello. Quentin, hold it down for me, man. Yes, sir. All right, thank you, Five Star. Uh, Quentin, before yep. you get out of here, last yeah, plug for uh, Memphis Comedy Fest. Yeah, man. Uh, March, what was it, 8th through the 11th? Yep. All right, come on down. Uh, where is it at? Everywhere, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it's all over Midtown. But you're going down... <laughs> Uh, Memphis Comedy Fest Festival dot com and check it out. Um, and Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it'll all be a whole lot of fun. You check it out. The funniest uh, comedians in the territory. You like the territory mm-hmm. terminology? Uh, territory come together to uh, put this great event together. So, and the headline performer this year is the co-creator of the Daily Show. Uh, co-creator of the Daily Show. So that that sounds um, awesome as well. Memphis Comedy Festival. Starts March the 8th. Quentin, thanks for coming yep. in studio and Thank hanging you. out with us here uh, for this first segment. The Wrestling Hour uh, continues. When we come back, I'll be joined by Andrew Goldstein as we'll go into detail, more of a recap of Elimination Chamber, and look forward to Fastlane. We'll do an early preview of the next WWE pay-per-view. You are listening to Cerrito Live, the Wrestling Hour here on Sports Entertainment 56 and 87.7 FM. Are you one of the many necessary residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact CerritoTrivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. Warning side effects may include wind prices, laughing out loud, high-five eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com. Now, back to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. All right, welcome back to the uh, Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. We talk wrestling here on the radio here every week at 11 a.m. Dustin stars out with the, the flu uh, today, but we are about to be joined by Andrew Goldstein. I got to tell you first, though, that this portion of the show is being brought to you by Wrestling at the Rec Room. It started last night, was their first 
live wrestling show. They're going to have live wrestling every Friday night at the Rec Room. Uh, it's going to be the first and third Friday night at, at the Rec Room each and every month, not every week. The first and third Friday each and every month, um, wrestling at the Rec Room, a free wrestling show. All ages welcome as long as they're accompanied by an adult that's 21 and up. It is Real Memphis Wrestling at the Rec Room. Um Twice a month now at the Rec Room. It's on 3000 Broad Avenue. You see how they're spelling Rec Room, CJ, uh, for these events? No, how? Uh, W-R-E-C-K instead of R-E-C-K. It's the Rec Room. Uh, 3000 Broad Avenue, right there off of Sam Cooper Boulevard. Uh, you can go to RecRoomMemphis.com. Of course, if you just anytime uh, want to swing by the Rec Room and play some of the, the wrestling video games they have on hand, uh, and as well, it's the place to go to enjoy any pay-per-view they got all the pay-per-views on those giant 20-foot screens at the rec room so we've got fast lane coming up next week you should go watch it there you can also watch all the ufc events at rec room as well that's recroommemphis.com all right every month we're joined by former wwe crave team member andrew goldstein and he joins us now what's up andrew what's up kev uh I'll, you know, feel better, uh, Dustin Starr, but I'm happy to join you. Uh, you know, I missed you last week. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get to get your your preview. I'm assuming everything that happened at Elimination Chamber was exactly what you were going to tell us was going to happen. Yeah, I'm never wrong. Uh, <laughs> no, pretty much that, you know, it was one of those pay-per-views where they're setting up mania, so you kind of know where they're going with it. I think we all kind of saw Roman Reigns coming out ahead in the chamber. Uh, so it was no surprise, but it, it was a fun pay-per-view. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. What, which match was better, you think, the uh, the women's chamber or the men's chamber? Uh, I'm going to go with the men's chamber. I mean, look, both both the chamber match uh, itself is just a weird thing in 2018 because they barely used the chamber, right? And the glass has been replaced with plexiglass, so <laughs> those bumps are off-putting at best, like, they don't. They don't have the same impact they used to with the shattering. You know, obviously it was it was uh, you know sugar glass back in the day, but it's still made for a you know holy crap moment when they would go through the glass. Now they go through and it's like a sort of flimsy, wobbly plexiglass that breaks through, and it's not that great. There were some great high spots in the men's um, off of the pods, but again, I I think the elimination chamber has sort of worn out its usefulness uh overall for wwe yeah i I, i'm kind of with you on that i've never uh yeah in this era it doesn't seem to to really work especially in the brand split era when there was such a limited number of people they could put in these matches like the women's match almost everybody on the women's roster was in it so almost everybody had a chance to 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 get the title if they weren't uh wrestling oscar and uh but that should change going forward when the the they, uh, the new plans for pay-per-views. I know you got to be excited for that. It's our official pay-per-view predictor. Um, apparently, after WrestleMania, they're going to go to where every pay-per-view is co-branded. What do you think about that? I love it. I, I, I just think it makes everything mean a lot more. You get the biggest and best matches from both shows. And look, it's, almost, it, it's the one thing WWE should take from the UFC, which is not all of, not every single big name person is going to be on every single event. You ha- it makes you want to see certain people more when they're not on a pay-per-view monthly. You know what I'm saying? It builds up that 
man, I got to see Kevin Owens versus whomever, but I'm not going to get that till two months down the road instead of one month down the road. I mean, is that how it's going to go? I, I, it's going to be. Uh, I mean, at some point, somebody's going to get cut. You know, some right. match is going to going to get cut, and that you know that storyline is going to get pushed to future. You know, given time to breathe and get pushed to a future pay per view. I think it's a good idea. I think it just, it just makes the actual event better because you're getting the best from both brands. There's no room now because you're 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 using the whole roster. There's no room for media for a mediocre you know filler match. But does it open it up to uh, to an event like we had with uh, the Royal Rumble, where the pay per view starting with the WWE Championship being defended because of just the the layout of the pay per view? Yeah, I mean, it does throw off those sort of traditional norms of uh, the the pay per view is going to end with the title match. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. we're going to have they're going to have to book uh, you know the biggest sort of meaningful match title match uh in the one slot but you know rumble was unique because of everything that was happening with the two you know there were two rumbles this year it was a very unique show but i think you know everything's on the table when when you combine the brands and there's only so many match place there's only so many match placement positions so at some point somebody's got to open the card right i'm yeah i'm all i'm all for this i think the the fewer the pay-per-views the better uh adding an hour no big deal uh, to these because you're going to have to make room for 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 some more talent on the on these pay-per-views so starting after wrestlemania co-branded pay-per-views going forward which means you'll you'll only be on the show once a month so um that's that's great news for you i'm, I'm assuming wwe consulted you on on that yeah. decision probably consulted my wife she's probably happy about the uh <laughs> lesser lesser commitment but i will say you know that raw gauntlet match i watched that that was tremendous that first you know, hour of the show was one big gauntlet match. I said to myself, "That's a pay per view." Not that you, I don't, I don't need the elimination chamber ever again. I would love a whole pay per view that's a gauntlet match, like a gauntlet pay per view. Yeah, so, based around a gauntlet match. So there'd be like a men's gauntlet and a women's gauntlet, and boom, that's exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Ah, that, that's actually a, that's actually a pretty and good it idea. Would, it would sort of crown an Iron Man almost, you know. But you could put all kinds of stipulations on on the finish and and uh you know all the you know six people seven people wrestling in one one match just to get to to see who wins the title vying for that last position in the gauntlet you know uh, you know penalizing somebody by putting them first in the gauntlet it's all of the all of the fun and intrigue of the royal rumble just without the battle royal yeah, that, that's a that's a good point. So, what? Who do you think came out ahead? The gauntlet match that you pointed out, if, if folks missed, was on Monday Night Raw. The practically the first two hours of a Monday Night Raw, uh, the week before the Elimination Chamber, and Seth Rollins really looked awesome, right? He he won. Yeah. He lasted it, it over re- an hour. Yeah, it rebuilt his sort of cred. You know, it, it rebuilt his cred after sort of a year of middling at, in the reformed uh, in the reformed Shield. Which was great and always is going to be fun for the fans. But like in terms of Seth Rollins being a top guy where he was two years ago, it kind of put him back on the map. And look, all of a sudden now he he's probably getting a match at Mania for the IC title against the Miz. They'll probably throw Balor in there. It'll be a it'll be a three way just because again Mania is one show. They got to get everybody their match. But it puts Rollins all the right back in the in the in the driver's seat. Just by by his performance in that match, they rebuilt his credibility. He beat uh, Roman Reigns and then John Cena. And he lasted lasted over an hour, and 
so, but do you think Rollins came out to go on your point of having a gauntlet pay per view replace uh, Elimination Chamber? Like, do you think uh, Rollins came out better than than Braun Strowman came out in the uh, as the, the the spotlighted loser that he was in the Elimination Chamber? I think so. I think. Look, two years from now, you look back on that match, Rollins. What are you going to remember? You're going to remember Braun, what Braun Strowman did, or you're going to remember what uh, Seth Rollins did? He pinned John Cena and pinned Roman Reigns in one night. So, you know, that's like, we still talk about Chris Jericho, be, you know, beating, uh, you know, who'd he beat for the, for the, uh, for the, uni- for the uh, unified ch- championship in one night. We still talk about that. So um, I think, I think the standout performer was definitely Seth Rollins. And like I said, that just watching that match, I was like, that's the pay-per-view. That's the, that's the like cool, new, innovative pay-per-view. Yeah, and it and it came out of nowhere. That was such a that was a very fun raw. Here's this. Here's what happened to me. So sometimes I watch raw and and SmackDown because I I work most nights. So sometimes I'll just watch them slowly during the week. And I was like, I'm gonna. It was like that Tuesday. I was like, I'm gonna turn on watch the first segment of Raw while I eat my lunch. This was my plan on that Tuesday. I was like, I'm gonna turn the TV on. I'm gonna watch the first segment of Monday Night Raw. You know, it's usually a talking segment while I eat my lunch. Yeah. It was the gauntlet match. It lasted, you know, however long, two hours. I was like, this is going to be the longest lunch ever. I've got to get back to doing some work. But (laughs) I was not expecting that that. peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. So, uh, no, I I, I thought that was really cool in the the presentation they did with that. So let's wrap up things here on Elimination Chamber. So Roman won. Braun Strowman got to get the right. They added. We figured out why they added the extra competitor. So Braun Strowman could get the record for most eliminations. And still not win the match. Um, let's see. So that's nothing shocking there. Roman Reigns going to WrestleMania. Alexa Bliss winning uh, the women's match. Really not too much ex- ex- shocking happened outside of, of course, Ronda Rousey, I guess, getting physical with Triple H. And uh, Kurt Angle just acting like um, a buffoon. What was going on with Kurt well, Angle? Uh, look, if you follow me on Twitter at Angegold, A-N-G-E-G-O-L-D, you know that since Kurt has come back, I have been railing on the WWE for the way they've been booking Kurt. They, they have castrated him. They have neutered him. Um, they have made him look, ineff- you know, ineffectual and, and soft and stupid and a buffoon. And, I'm, and I just, I don't know, I don't understand the, the thinking there, taking a guy who, when he walked back into WWE, he was money, and now I think he is worth, you know, pretty much zero in terms of putting him in a match, in terms of fan interest. Uh, so they kind of left money on the table there. I, I just I don't understand why they're booking Kurt Angle as a buffoon. Um, that said, that segment was really awkward until it was awesome, right? right. It was it was super plotting and and really weird and goofy and awkward until Ronda got physical, and I, I think that's going to be Ronda's calling card moving forward. We're going to suffer through some cringeworthy moments until we get to see Ronda be Ronda. But I, I, haven't, I don't think she has figured out yet the, the sort of being comfortable with her facials and with her reactions and with her, uh, intera- and her interactions with other superstars verbally. But once she gets physical, there's nobody better. All right, we're talking with Andrew Goldstein, former WWE creative team member. You can follow him at Ainge Gold on uh, Twitter. But the, the thing that bothered me, like there was no reason for Kurt Angle to be saying that stuff 
when you like it just seemed like such a cheap way to uh advance this storyline that they were doing like it could have worked even a little bit better like if you had i could see jason jordan being out there saying that stuff right like and Kurt yeah. being like don't say that what do you mean because jason jordan's kind of you know the young you know, ignorant guys how they portray him on television right and so i could have seen that but it made no sense for kurt angle uh, the it veteran wasn't a very yeah it almost was like he had like a he was just vomiting at the mouth uh for you know unsolicited because uh, you know they didn't even let him talk that whole segment until he blurted out the the sort of exposition that gets you to Kurt and Rhonda versus Triple H and Stephanie and that and that whole interaction it was very weird and awkward <laughs> and it just makes it just is like makes fans think oh Kurt might have some brain issues. And it's like that's not the that's that's not the seed you want you want to be planting in your fan base, especially in 2018. Oh yeah, that that is that is a good point. All right, let's let's move on. So uh, I, I I'm interested in the Ronda Rousey uh, debut at WrestleMania. That's going to be fun. We know that that tag match is probably uh, what we're looking at now. As we uh, but Fastlane though, the one guy who just doesn't have. A road to WrestleMania is John Cena. The poor guy really just wants to get on the, the WrestleMania card, um, and he just can't find a spot. So now he's going to be in the main event of Fastlane to hopefully get his spot on the WrestleMania card in what I call the most unbelievable WWE storyline since May Young gave birth to a hand. John Cena is trying to find his way to WrestleMania. I am I'm so confounded by this whole uh, uh, you know story turn with John Cena. It it uh, <laughs> just watching him sort of be thirsty for the first time in his career. Like, where where am I going to find a match? Losing every you know, losing all of his chances on Raw, and then the rumors online that they're going to just cold bring back Rey Mysterio and have it be Cena versus Rey Mysterio with like that just doesn't work for me. And then he teases the match with the Undertaker, but then rips it right out. You know, rips our hearts out right after he says it and says that's impossible. It's not going to happen. So. I have no idea where they're going with this. I think it's a little. Did they not know that John Cena was going to be available for WrestleMania? For WrestleMania, so they had nothing planned for him. I it's I just don't understand where we're going with it. I really hope they don't put him in Nakamura versus AJ Styles or change that match because I think everybody wants it and uh, and wants it clean, just the two of them. But. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm completely confused. No, I if, if they didn't have a plan for him, I, I, wouldn't he make more sense than Kurt Angle to be teaming up with Ronda Rousey? I know he had a mixed tag last year, but I would think John Cena and Ronda Rousey would would be bigger uh, on yeah. your on your poster, right? Then I never Kurt thought Angle. of that. Look, I'm I'm the guy who always says Vince books the poster, so uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think of that, but yeah, they could have figured out a, an organic way to get Cena in that interaction, but. Something that you know, would, yeah, again, made, yeah, would have made more sense than the Kurt Angle vomiting at the mouth, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, if you if you look at Vince booking the poster, it's an Olympic gold medalist right. and the most decorated female MMA fighter of all time versus you know his his children. So in that regard, I get the poster, I get the thinking, I get the promotion, I get the mania marketing angle, but it's just the execution so far has not been. Um, has not been, you know, anything intriguing yet. All right, we're talking with Ainge Gold. Follow him on Twitter at Ainge Gold. Okay, if, if you if you uh, you've got the inside info, you've been inside WWE, you've been inside the, the uh, Titan Tower. What 
would John Cena bring up the Undertaker if that match was really not going to happen? I uh, I think yeah, possibly in my opinion because it's troll booking 2018, right? And yeah. but do you think that they would bring it up and 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 tease it and it not well, happen? That that was the the alarm bells that went off in my head uh, when I watched it. I was like, well, there he go. he just dropped it, so they they can't dangle it and then not give it to us. But just a month ago, they were dangling have you know crowning the first ever co world co world champions um, with Zayn and Owens, and I thought for sure that was a red herring saying, oh, they're teasing it. That means eventually they're going to give it to us. They're going to make it happen, and we've seen they haven't pulled the trigger on that. So they might be they might be um, at a point now where they're breaking their own rules and they are dangle it dangling they did dangle the match in a trolley sort of fashion of like everybody all the fans all the the internet wrestling community wants this match we're going to sort of tease them with it but uh, unfortunately that match is not happening but I'm with you I'm old school thinking if they mention it if they tease it they got to give it they got to pay it off I would think and but. I... And I wouldn't. Cena versus Taker makes sense. It's a match. It's a match I would like to see. I don't know who I want to win or how uh, it, it would make sense on who would win that match uh, in in 2018, especially after Undertaker losing last year and and not looking good in the match. I don't know if I really want to see it, but uh, the John Cena not having a road to WrestleMania, um, uh, a head scratching of a storyline for for his character. So let's look at yeah. let's look at uh, Fastlane. Let's look at Fastlane. John Cena has inserted himself into that main event. Um, it's for the title. It's now a six pack challenge. And I mean, we got to think AJ Styles is going to win this, right? And end up uh, with his match against Sinsuke, who has just been uh, a man of mystery since winning the Royal Rumble. He's made like one TV appearance. Yeah, I really, really hope they don't. Uh they don't take that match off the card and sort of rebook things on the fly here with putting John Cena in that match. I really, really hope because look, they have not made Shinsuke mean too much. Obviously he won the rumble and it was an awesome moment, but you're right. Like he doesn't mean that much in the greater scheme of things of like WWE's weekly booking. They, They just haven't, they haven't given him that spot. But that said, everybody wants that match in terms of, you know, your wrestling fans who are, you know, 13 and older, everybody wants that match. Uh, and so it would be really bad PR uh, if they, if they, if they unbook that match. So yeah. uh, my fingers are crossed. I hope that's the way, it, that's the way it turns out. I mean, look, elimination chamber, we all know who was winning. We knew it was going to be Roman Reigns. I w- I hope that um, AJ Styles uh, survives the six pack challenge, but uh you know, it would be it would be a lot more of the same if they if they pull the trigger and make and have John Cena win that match and, and build this sort of comeback storyline and and uh, we have John Cena versus Nakamura at at WrestleMania, but it it just it's weird to me. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I would not want to see the triple threat either. As much as I like seeing AJ versus John Cena, they have great matches. We've seen it. I want some fresh stuff at WrestleMania uh, that we haven't uh, seen uh, in WWE. So. Uh, yeah, I'm predicting an AJ victory for sure in that one. See, like, Sinsuke's not even on the card for Fastlane as I look at Wikipedia right now. Like, how how are they just not, like, booking him, like, even if he's he's uh, putting up his title shot in a match against somebody or something? Like, they need to make him involved in some type of, uh, some type of a storyline here. It's very strange. I have to believe he'll, he, 
I have to believe he'll be involved somehow. Uh, but yes, it's very curious. It's very strange. I, you look, Vince Sowers on people. It could be that they, you know, they gave the win to Shinsuke and they feel like it wasn't the moment that they wanted it to be. And so they might be moving on. I hope that's not the case, but we've seen stranger. Right. All right. We're wrapping things up with, with, uh, Andrew Goldstein. Uh, so, uh, last thing I want to ask you real quick before we get out of here, what do you think about a uh, Fox, the possible Fox deal, WWE, uh, moving to the Fox network. I, I'm assuming uh, the rumors are that Raw would move to the Fox network, which means they would probably have to go back to two hours. Yeah, I love it. Look, anything to get Raw back to two hours, I'm for, uh, you know, WWE scratching and clawing all these years to get to get back on network TV, I think would be ama- I think it would be really, really tremendous. I think, uh, you know, me as an old school fan, it was weird to see somebody like Colin Calhurd at the pay-per-view and, and, and on, um, you know, Instagram uh, with WWE superstars after sort of making his career on calling us booger eaters. So that, right. that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I'm sure 10 years ago, he would have been possibly ragdolled backstage by uh, a couple people I could have named. But, uh, you know, times have changed. And I think it's, I think it's cool if, if that's a great... It's just a great marriage if they go to Fox. There's Fox, there's Fox Sports One. Yep. It's just a bigger, bigger platform rolls in more of the sport, the yep. sports fans. You know, USA obviously it's, it's been a big boon for them over the last 20 years, but um, Fox would just be so cool, like on a, on one of the four big network channels to have wrestling every Monday night and a reason to cut Raw back to two hours. It would just feel big. It would it would work. It'd be it'd be so bonkers to have. Uh, professional wrestling on network TV while Monday Night Football is on cable. That would be crazy. That, right. Exactly. And, think of, and, th- and and just think about the promos during Fox NFL Sunday. You're going to have James Brown and or you're going to have, uh, <laughs> you know, Kurt Menefee and, and that whole squad talking about wrestling. They're going to be promoing wrestling. Jimmy Johnson and Howie Long and, and uh, they're going to be promoing wrestling during the NFL. It's, it's just a really cool step in the right direction for wrestling. Hey, absolutely. All right, Andrew, thanks for joining us. We will talk to you before WrestleMania. Thanks, Big Kev. All right, thanks. That's Andrew Goldstein at Ainge Gold on Twitter. We're out of time. Thanks, y'all, for listening. We'll be back next week talking wrestling at 11. Until then, I'm Kevin Cerrito saying so long from high atop Mount Moriah.